This is Alvin Sanders, Pop Tate, and you're listening to Riverdish. Vixens, it's Ryan. And Sam. Sam, how's your week been? Oh, it's been good. You yeah? Know, I can't complain. Thought I had Lyme disease this week, <laughs> so I googled a lot of things. And by this week, you were saying, like, just today. Yeah, because I was very tired, and what I know about Lyme disease is just Yolanda Hadid's journey. So I was like, oh, she was very tired, so I really just thought that's what I had, but I think I was simply tired. Yeah, I walked into Sam's apartment and she was in that full, like, space outfit that Yolanda used to go in to help her Lyme disease. I was, I was. I yeah. don't even know what I'm wearing right now. I'm still in a haze. Well, let I me am. know if I need to buy you lemons. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think that's what helps. It does. How was your week, Ryan? Oh, it's been good. Yeah, nothing too crazy. No. Day, day by day, baby. Day I saw day. Pretty Woman the musical last night. Did you love it? Uh, it was a journey. Orfe was fabulous. And this actress who plays the uh, opera star within the musical is so, incredible. Our guest is nodding. Yeah. We should also just mention, too, this past weekend we saw an amazing musical called Oscar at the Crown. Oh, yes. It was so, fantastic. Shout out to Andrew Barrett Cox and Mark Moriello. Yeah. Uh, I unfortunately went the closing night. So, unfortunately, you can't, like, see it now. But rumors abound. That night they announced that there was uh, rumors of extension or a, a future life for the show. So we'll keep you all updated on that. Yeah, all I know is the night that Ryan saw it, Countess Luann's son was there. So yeah. any vehicle that her son goes to. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. But enough about us. Uh, let's talk about this episode and our guest we have this week. Well, we are here with a guest who I'm obsessed with. She was ferociously nodding as Ryan was talking about the Pretty Women opera singer. So she was great. She was great. Do you know her name? No. Yeah, we, I don't. I wish I could credit her. Not like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we are here with a genius musical theater fiend, very talented agent at ICM. Ooh. This is Brittany Perlmutter. Hi guys. Yes. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, oh we God. are so happy to have you. This has been a long-awaited guest. Long-awaited. Brittany and I have been obsessing about Riverdale together for a while now. Love Riverdale. Obsessed oh. with Riverdale. And she is one of our own. She um, is a musical theater goddess. I love musical theater. I actually liked Pretty Woman. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I had like a really good time. I just had such low expectations. I went during previews and my expectations were so low that like I wasn't disappointed. Okay. That's good. I think Ryan yeah. hated it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but I just I don't it. know. Like, I know. But I understand. Like, it wasn't Like, I just painful. thought it was going to be so bad. It's you know how, like, when your expectations are so low, and you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Yes. yes. I must say, like, so I, had I hated it, painful, the cast really works hard. Oh, yeah. And I'm not just saying that. Like, the cast really, like, put their all into trying I to just, like, work. really have high hopes for Samantha Bark's career. <laughs> She was, she was great. She's great. Yeah. And no, I'm like, her body. Her oh my God. Like, it, it was can't. Like, it was it doesn't exist. She doesn't yeah. have waist. It's insane. Waist. It's insane. Yeah. Ever since Lay Miz, I've been rooting for um, her. I had too, but what happened? I want her to be a star. Me yeah, too. we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, so Tiffany. <laughs> we're rooting for you. <laughs> and your waist. Oh. And your waist. Eat okay. Something. Well, guys, I've got to tell you. We've started talking with Brittany a little bit before, and she dropped a bomb that is still reverberating in my heart that you directed 
none okay. other than Casey Cott in his first musical. So, Casey, you may not remember this, but <laughs> I, I hope helped, you're listening. I helped the epic Abby Lawson, um, who is a choreographer in Cleveland Musical Theater Youth Theater. <laughs> I helped her choreograph the Tin Man's Dance in The Wizard of Oz. And, like, if I only had a heart. Mm-hmm. And Casey was in his first Stagecrafters musical, which is, like, all all of us Clevelanders, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and all of us are somehow here. Most of the boys are on Broadway. It's crazy. Like, it's very odd. I'll let you finish, but that it is insane, the amount of no, boys out of Cleveland. Who are on Broadway. How did that happen? What's I literally why? don't know. But we all did these theaters called Stagecrafters and Heights Youth Theater. And um, the Jewish ones did Playmakers, which was the <laughs> JCC. And at Stagecrafters, there was like a youth, like third through seventh grade. And then there was like, I forget what they call them, team productions maybe, which is like eighth grade and up. So I helped choreograph Casey in his first youth production of The Wizard of Oz. He played a tree. And that's really the first time I ever met him, or not any of the cots. I guess I met Corey first, but I love all the cots. They're great. And I did theater with them, like, throughout my childhood. Wow. So you can go from a tree to a leading <laughs> to a game on Riverdale. And this was such a cutesy, happy episode, so I'm, like, <laughs> so happy. Yeah, let's yeah. get to this episode. This episode I is know. amazing. I loved that we shifted from our core four mm-hmm. and really explored the characters outside of the main characters. Yeah. And I hope it wasn't just like a one-off episode. This episode was so enjoyable. I'd be upset if they were just like, all right, we got to their storylines and we go back to like more Archie. I agree. Obviously we have to have some Archie, but it was such a nice change of pace. And even in the beginning of the episode, it started and you see the core four and then it was like, gotcha, we're going to shift away at Pops. And we end up in a diner booth with Tom Keller, Sierra McCoy, and Josie and Kevin. Oh my God. I, Ship Sierra. Me too. Yeah. They are a gorgeous couple. I love them. I am here for them. I would love to see them succeed. Uh, they will succeed. I, I have high hopes for them. Well, I'm nervous, and we'll get into this later. But it was announced this week that Ashley Murray, Josie McCoy, okay, is going to star on Katie Keene. Well, actually, it's funny that you say that because I have this in my notes, but um, I. What was I going to say? Oh, so she keeps talking in this episode about going to New York, going to New York, mm-hmm. going to New York. And, like, I read the script for work because it's pilot season. Um, and it takes place in New York City and, like, the fashion world and the Broadway world and things like that. And I was like, this is – either she's, like, going to leave at the end of this episode or they're just preparing us for what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. And I do think there was a lot of, like, setups for some of the characters. Totally. Future, Josie and then later we'll get into it, but Moose. Yeah. Um, And I'm – Let's be real. We're going to be obsessed with Katie Keene. So no, like, we'll probably be obsessed with Katie Keene. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Apparently, it's Smash meets, like... Um, it's literally... It's Smash meets, like, RuPaul's Drag Race meets, like, Riverdale meets, like, the bull type. Kevin Keller needs obsessed. to be in that show. No, I know. He needs like, to make a... He needs to make a guest appearance. 100%. Yeah. Are you sure? No, it's... It's a lot. It's amazing. And as much as we would miss Josie in Riverdale, Miss Ashley Murray... Like, she deserves better than what she's been given on this show. I feel like she hasn't been given enough. From being a series regular from day one, like, she doesn't get enough thought. No. So it was, like, great to see her this episode. We have Sierra and Tom. They're planning their wedding. Yeah, and they're very much, uh, Annie, get your gun. We'll have an old-fashioned wedding. No, they totally are. And then... uh, the um, kids are Josie, um, yeah. They take Annie. the Annie Oakley role yeah. and they go, I wanna run the big church. Uh and they were so like, true. All right, we'll take a small wedding, but we've gotta throw you a lit after party at La Bonne Louis. La Bonne Louis? 
It's the littest place in town. <laughs> alcohol or no alcohol? Mocktails, Brittany. Mocktails. mocktails at the wedding party. The mocktails are still confusing because R2 is also getting wasted there last episode. I know. That was confusing. But was that yeah. his own alcohol? Yes. I was confused. I think it was Did he just like take it in? Did he just take it? Well, kind of like me at Pretty Woman last night. Wait, you bring I, it? <laughs> yeah, I've, oh, well, oh, I can say this on no, pod. Say it. No, I've like, I took in a few airplane bottles. Oh! I just bought a little yes. soda. Yeah, went into the bathroom and was ready for Orthe. Oh my god. Orthe Illegal, but anyway. I'm here for it. God, and Archie's like a junior in high school drinking like straight up whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, that was like really hard drinking for being a junior in high I school. I was drinking like cupcake flavored vodka and I was like, this is gross. I didn't drink. <laughs> In high school, because I was like afraid of authority. Oh, I like that though. Thank you. I didn't really either. Which... That's, what sh- that's what shaped me into what I am now. <laughs> and you guys, it's what you are. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with that. But somewhere, somewhere dark. Anyway. So, um, Sierra and Tom are pl- planning their wedding. Uh, they agree to an after party. All of a sudden, we have Marcus Mason come up with Moose. Yeah. So, Moose's dad. And he was very cold to them. He, they were his first invite, their first invite, rather, uh, to the wedding, and he was not happy about it. Sierra naturally assumes that it was because he was jealous because he's always had a crush on her. We later learn, no, 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 he had a crush on Tom Keller, which very much same. Totally same. We have never seen him before, right? Tom no, I, I literally wrote down... Who is Mr. Moose? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I like rewound it twice because like, wait, who is this man? Literally I've never seen him before in my never life. Never seen him. He looks very like, I'm having a very dog heavy week, but like his face is like a puggle. So I was just like, That's I couldn't really stop. Funny. It is not a it's like a puggle. So I couldn't stop like thinking that, but then I'm like, who is this? And then I was like, oh, it's Colonel Mason, whoever he is. Is it a colonel? Is that right? Major Mason. Major, Major Mason. Major Mason. What's the difference? I have no idea. I used to think for like until last year it was pronounced colonel. Oh no. Well, then what that do you think it's sense. Colonel Mustard and Clue? I would pronounce it Colonel oh. Mustard. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me about Clue. It's a soft spot. Okay. I literally mispronounce a lot of things wrong in Clue. The lead pipe. <laughs> it's not great. Anyway, so we have now we shift into Kevin and Moose. And Kevin and Moose are going to do it. And Kevin wants Moose to come out. He's not out to his family yet. Ryan, what do you think about this? I'm not just asking you because you're gay. Yes, I'm thank you. Curious. No, well, so Kevin's looking for a date to the wedding. Oh, right, right. Which, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I also sympathize with because I'm very much looking for a date to our book launch. Which, by the way, <laughs> our book launch is happening May 7th. Riverdish, the unauthorized case files of Riverdale coming out via Day Street Books slash HarperCollins. You can pretty order on Amazon right now. That was a seamless plug. We're also recording um, the audiobook, so if you don't like to read, you can listen. Like yeah, and you can see just how many words Sam cannot pronounce. It's a, it's a few it's, that I got through your own book. I, I really can't pronounce words. It's not, <laughs> get, hang out with me more, it's not Colonel. great. Colonel. Yeah. Um, I think it's because nobody ever told me, like, the right thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's cute. And now that, like, I'm hanging around, like, intellectual people, uh-huh. they're like, what? What's wrong with you? Well, uh, so all this to say, <laughs> um, I, I sympathize with Kevin's plight. There is a bit of me that is like, you know, so they just want to have sex or, like, spend the night, which I'm like, they are in high school. They, they, they have time to right. get to that phase. Um, well, it's like Justin Bieber said today in his Vogue article. Yeah, that's true. He was celibate until he married Haiti. 
Really? Wait, but did he, was it like Sean Lowe in The Bachelor, like, born again? Yes. Okay. He said he was addicted to sex, so then for a year he decided to be celibate, and then he loved Haley so much that he needed to marry her so he could have sex with her. <laughs> well, so maybe that's like Kevin. You, we know Kevin is pretty, you know, he's going in the woods, cruising. Sexually active. Well, yeah. Yes, yes, he's doing these things. It's medical yeah. Time, I think. <laughs> it's And it's nice that his dad is so open. Mm-hmm. It was like... I feel like he could have been a bit more delicate, though, with Moose and his coming out. Like, when he gave Moose the ultimatum of, like, you either come out to your dad or I'm breaking up with you, I was like, it's a little harsh. That's a personal choice. Yeah, because his dad is definitely not into the scene. But maybe, Uh, like, maybe what we're not realizing, and this is going deep with the character, but, like, Moose is, like, a football dude. He was, you know, like, this big hunk, bully kind of type person at Riverdale High. He had a very serious girlfriend. Very who died. died. Who died. Yeah, doing a musical. Doing a musical. Like, I was thinking about that yesterday. Why don't we circle back on how Moose's girlfriend died? Yes, like, that's like, like these traumatic. Are dark, traumatic. These are dark demons. And maybe Kevin thinks that Moose is stronger than he is, but maybe. he's not. And I, you know, I to, for him to just come out with an ultimatum, like, ultimatums rarely work, you know? Rarely. I don't know. I think they're normally successful are you just basing that on like vanderpump rules yeah <laughs> and in this it was successful well yeah now we're talking about this relationship i think let's just like go through their little arc here okay. yeah yeah so i i was confused so moose ends up te- uh, let's cut back to uh kevin sits down with cheryl cheryl immediately knows what's wrong she goes oh it's you and moose mm-hmm. yes um i wrote down some i mean Gosh, so she suggests a subtle nudge and then fully outs Moose on the morning announcements, which was, like, a lot. Okay, do you guys read Crazy Days and Nights? Every single day. I'm obsessed. Oh, my God. I'm opening my favorite tab right now. Wait, stop. I could not handle this Crazy Days and Nights nine item reference. I I was dying. I'm obsessed. Do you you listen to the Riverdale episode? No, not yet. Oh, my God. He has, on his, like, C-Dan podcast, like, Patreon thing, he has a whole episode on Riverdale, which, like, really, it's not really that exciting or anything but it like it really talks a lot about the parallels between Riverdale and Gossip Girl interesting Ooh. I'm literally gonna listen tonight you should, but I'm obsessed with it I just love how Riverdale is like tying in like every single pop culture thing like totally or old no school. it's amazing like, it's nuts you know and like the fact that they mentioned the blind items like crazy days crazy nights like ah I'm no, here for it I was so here for it I was dying I'm obsessed so she outs Moose Cheryl also has so many iconic lines this episode just like as the school's first Official lesbian. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed. And even before this, when she was sitting down with Kevin, he goes, I can't go back to Fox Forest. And oh, Cheryl's yeah. like, uh, I wasn't talking about cruising. I was talking about Bumble. <laughs> and we get <laughs> another dying. Bumble ad, which was incredible. That was amazing. I thought this one was like a little more seamless. <laughs> which, it was. Which is saying something. It still kills me. I mean, it really... I No, it's great. Yeah. It's so good. And and Kevin kind of admits, he goes, no, I don't want to be on, like, Bumble. Like, <laughs> I want I want Moose. And he, uh, you know, he says his dad isn't accepting. And Cheryl has an iconic line. She goes, it burns me that there are people in this town who still believe that being gay is anything less than rapturous. I love that line. Yeah. And I was thinking, what's worse, being a lesbian or your mom being an escort? <laughs> Ooh. 
That's actually like a very well, hard Sophie. Like, why, no, no, I don't think it's hard. No, it's it's your mom being an escort. But why is the mom accepting of Cheryl being a lesbian if she's an escort? No, that's fair. That's, that's totally what fair. I mean. Yeah, I took it a different way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're very but right. Like, that's being an escort, in my opinion. <laughs> Is not equivalent of being a lesbian. No, that's like a the fair R- point. You know what I mean? That's such a fair point. I'd, I'd be an escort. Like she's ashamed her daughter's a lesbian, but she's still she's an, escort. an escort. Yeah, and she also hates men. And she also hates like men. that's her whole thing. Yeah, so I'm like, makes no sense. Yeah, but regardless, that's Cheryl does sense. out him on the morning announcements. Did any of you guys do the morning announcements like growing up? I listened to them, but I was never invited to speak. <laughs> I was the voice of. Pretty much both middle school and oh high God. school. Middle school was kind of big because we actually had video announcements. So it was like a whole, like every classroom had a video set and it was like fully recorded. So I had to look good every morning. Oh I like went down to a TV That's studio. A and I was like, yeah, but I loved it. Of course you did. And then high school, I didn't, maybe I think I only did it a few times. Middle school is really the peak of, I was more of an on-air guy via, uh-huh. like, the PA system. I was in the radio club. <laughs> and look at you podcasting look now. Look at me now. <laughs> You're, but I'm confused. You had a rate, like, you it was a like radio te- It was literally techies. I videotaped the concerts. <laughs> and it was all. called the radio club? It was tech and radio. Who borrowed my sweatshirt? Why was there radio? I don't know. Why <laughs> is there anything in this world? <laughs> Who knows, Ryan? Anyway, so we learned, uh, she added moose. We also learned that they were serving shepherd pie at lunch, which I was obsessed with. I, was, I actually can't eat shepherd's pie. Why? Why? Oh, God. PTSD. Oh, I, I grew up, at, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I grew up singing in a professional boys choir. Every Friday we had dinners that were served to us. And there was a whole rule, like you had to eat everything on your plate because it was rude not to. And one time we had shepherd's pie. It did not go down well. Threw up. And like ever since, I haven't been able to have mashed potatoes or shepherd's pie. That's oh my amazing. god, you don't eat mashed potatoes? No, which is like, it's something I probably could eat now, but now that I don't, I'm like, oh, that'll be good for my figure. Anyway, so <laughs> that's amazing. So Tony is livid with Cheryl that she outed Moose, and we kind of get a little deeper into Tony here, and we learn like her family wasn't cool with her sexuality, and that's why the serpents are such a big part of her life. Even though Cheryl also got her kicked out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot until this episode that they were kicked out. Yeah. I never a lot of that. things this episode were, has some great writing. Yeah. Like, no, there a were lot some of, great one-liners, especially in this episode. Yeah. And a lot of plot points from the past that I had totally forgotten about that I was like, oh my God, that's right. Like Josie and Sweet Pea. Yes. Like, Wait, totally forgot I don't about that. I know why, but I thought that over the summer she was hooking up with Melton. No, it was Sweet Pea. Who was Melton hooking up with over the summer? Reggie. I also agree with all of anything but Melton. But Melton. <laughs> also, an aside about Melton right now, Brittany. Ariana Grande's music video is coming out tomorrow, and he's starring in it, along with her album, Thank You Next. And he looks yes. like a snack. He looks like an absolute snack. I'm obsessed with Ariana. Um, so this is just the mashup of two worlds that I didn't even know I needed. How do you think Cami Mendes feels about Melton being in the Ariana video? I think threatened. Well, do you think there's like a family thing of like Liz Gillies being the CW world? And like, if we're going deep into it, like 13, like oh. Graham Phillips, 
You know what? I see it. I see it's all connected. No, it's all connected. It's all connected. Because Cammy and Graham Phillips, who's Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend. Yes. And Nick Sinclair. And Nick Sinclair. I think it's like a full circle thing. I think it is too. Wow. Obsessed with Liz Julie's. Um, Obsessed. Anyway, so what were you talking about? Oh, the show. Oh. <laughs> the Milton. Oh, I don't know who's hooking up with. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. It, that was a little like. She invites him to the wedding, but he's like, I don't want to go with you if I'm just your, like, fuck buddy. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I want to be your boyfriend. She's like, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you next. Thank you next. Thank you next, bitch. And then she goes to focus on her Juilliard audition. Yeah. Which I was kind of bummed we didn't see the Me audition. Me too! Like, but sad. also, but she made... Archie did? Yeah. Did see it? Yeah. Like, I went on so many college auditions and nobody was allowed in mine. <laughs> Wait, what do you think Josie sang for Juilliard audition? Ooh. Shallow. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, probably. that's actually yeah. Literally, probably as far as board. Yeah, yeah. the song from the, the last yeah. song. Or like, I'll yeah, never I'll love never again. again. Yeah, no, she definitely did. And they could not afford the rights. <laughs> like the CW is like, Roberta, we can't pay for that. And he's like, fine, I'll do Michael John Lacusa's The Wild Party. Oh, I which died. <laughs> and what I was dying. Died. The best part is Archie just like knows all the words to The Wild what? Party. What I I was like, is this? The wild party? Yeah, and like not even, and not shocked. even Lippa. It's not even Lippa. Yeah. I just don't even know Hughes's wild party, and I knew that was the wild party. Insane. I mean, why not? It's Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> Certainly back last week. It's Riverdale. It. It's Riverdale. <laughs> but uh, Josie needed a ride to her audition because she didn't want to tell her mom because then her mom would know that she was auditioning and be stressed about her backup plan. And she's like, I don't have a backup. Very Effie White. I don't do backup. Very Um, Effie Yeah. I guess I could, I went to my college auditions alone. You did? Yeah. Where'd you do that? Did you go to like the schools? Well, the one thing, I actually like only went to one. Where'd you go? NYU. Oh, okay. Then I did early decision. I was going to go to a whole saloon. Oh my God. It was... A terrible Did time you audition for high school Yeah. Really? And was nobody was in the room scary. for you? I mean, I'm like the people. Guys, this is why I went to film school. Took me. No one looks at you. You can talk to anybody. You're just submitting a film portfolio. <laughs> so I, I literally filmed like, the, I was a tech girl in Rent. So I like filmed like the, like the, the slideshow. And I literally submitted that in my film portfolio. Oh my God, I'm dead. And you got admitted. And I got admitted, baby. Crazy. You know. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. College auditions weren't like that. That was no. also triggering for me. But I can't yeah. believe she didn't get a call back. I know. I know. But we didn't see her song, so we can't say why. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. But maybe in Katie, maybe there was a mistake. I think there, I don't know. Well, I think, yeah, I think they're I think setting it up for her to get to New York too, somehow. Yeah. So, like, we know, like, totally. despite getting in or not, she's going to be in New York. No, also, having, not to be too picky here, but Juilliard has a heavy pre-screen process, having looked into it. You know, you can't just, like, go as a vocal performance major. You've right. got to have an aria. You've right, got to right, have right. an art song. <laughs> That's why I didn't apply. I was like, no, so I want to do, like, musical theater. Yeah. But I also wanted to I be Audrey McDonald. I acting if so, I did. Yeah, to be, like, Patty yeah. LaCombe. Anyway, we need that. <laughs> Wait, also, the one thing that I want to say about college in this episode is, do people really get the SAT scores via text? <laughs> like, is that a thing? Maybe now they do, no, but I don't think saying. they do. did it, but also I love that Tony got a perfect score. Like almost perfect. At, almost perfect. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, I'm also confused. At I thought they were juniors. I and now Cheryl and Tony were like they were very much like applying to Highsmith College, 
which I loved a reference to Patricia Highsmith, who wrote The Price of Salt, a.k.a. Carol. So a little, like, lesbian reference in there for us. I love that. I love that. So a, a lot of things I was confused about. First of all, why Highsmith? Because to continue the family legacy, does Cheryl really want to continue the Blossom legacy? I was thinking that, too. I'm yeah. not sure. Why would she? I mean, her name is so besmirched now because of, like, the Blossom name. I feel like she goes so back and forth with A, her personality, B, her views on her family, B, her, C, her views on her family legacy. Yeah, well, the courtesans yeah. there and, like, really just, like, told the school, you know, no, can't admit my lesbian daughter. Married the prom. Yeah. I seen the prom yet. Oh, oh, my God, you Huge. must I know, I'm so excited. Hashtag ad, go see the prom. Yeah. We've not affiliated with the prom. But we uh, want to be. We want to be. It's great. I want to see it. But yeah, essentially, like the the admissions counselor is like, well, actually, we're kind of veering away from legacy students, which is like a, a sign of the times, though, too. Yeah, like that's a real thing happening. But we learned that it was because of Penelope Blossom. Yes, but then fast forward at the end, we see that Cheryl um, once again has victory over Penelope and gives Tony her slot, which is interview. so nice. It's so nice. But also, I felt like Tony would want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, why does she want to go there? I agree. But we do see, like, it's, it's very sweet how much Cheryl loves Tony. Like, I love no, it's oh, so yeah. sweet. I ship them. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... I love them. That's real love, you guys. Also, yeah. I love her hair. Oh. I'm, like, obsessed with it. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. I want to have my hair painted up. I'm like, you should do it. Ooh. Channel Antoinette Topaz. No, I will. You should. This year, I'm going to... I really want to do it. No, My mom's listening. Sorry. Do it. I couldn't do it last year because my grandpa died and I couldn't have pink hair for the funeral. That's a real story. <laughs> well, this is your year. That. This yeah. is my year. This is, <laughs> this is it. Going pink. Going We're pink. going pink 2019. Hell yeah. Pretty sweet. Um, so now we get into the parents. So we're back to Sierra and Tom. Mm-hmm. And they're, oh, I loved it. I love it. Like, shift to them and they're like in bed, like canoodling, like, woohoo, the wedding. Oh, and shirtless <laughs> Tom Keller. It gets I me every love... time. He is sexy. Yeah. And she's beautiful. Yeah, the two of them. The whole time I was like, everyone's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Which no. I think a lot, but I was just like, everyone is beautiful. They're beautiful. Hell <laughs> Anyway, um, the mayor, not the mayor, oh my God. She's not the mayor anymore. Oh my God, what's your name? Robin Gibbons. <laughs> yeah, Sierra McCoy. Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. McCoy. Robin Gibbons. Lawyer McCoy. Lawyer McCoy. They get an envelope um, seemingly from the Gargoyle King, the Game Master. Also, sorry, I'm cutting you off here, but I guess they were staying at the Five Seasons. Why were they in a hotel? That's a good question. I just realized this. I think they were just, like, celebrating, like, their upcoming marriage. Yeah. yeah. I love a staycation. Oh, I love And by too. love a staycation, I've never taken Me one. Me either. But I, but I love, love the, the idea. idea. Yeah. My like, ex- hotels tonight, sometimes they'll check and be like, ooh, like, could I do a hotel tonight? I went for a period two I'm, years ago when I did that, like, Remember? Yeah. With an ex-boyfriend, we like had a bachelor weekend every weekend. He was a full-on sociopath, and I hate him. But we had fun. We'd go to that's hotels really tonight, and we'd like do like you know that whole thing. Yeah, that's cute. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm scraping by as is, so I'm like, I, I can't pay for a hotel room. Yeah. Anyway, they could swing it at Riverdale. They open up the room service thing, and inside was a note from the Gargoyle King. Yeah. So basically, the king asked the parents to all come back to Ascension Night, where it all started. And the parents reconvene, and they're at the school. Yeah, the, the the one condition was they couldn't tell anyone. Right, right. Like, but they all had to be there, including Hiram. Including with the Hiram. Obsessed. Obsessed. They're like, we're back. 
I was trying to think if they all, all the living ones had to be there because people have died who were in yes. there, right? Everyone was there that's alive, and I kept staring at Reggie's dad, like, who is this? Who are you? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh Reggie, it's Reggie. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So confused. Anyway, um, Penelope gives them all an antidote to poison in case they have to drink it. Wait, but this was after the meeting, after they met about it. Because yes. they yes. met about it at Correct. the mayor's office? Yeah, yeah. And that's when I'm they were right. like, Hermione, you have to bring Hiram. Right. Yes. Yes, they meet about it, they talk about it, they agree to do it, and then they all meet at the school. Yeah, the school. They drink okay. the vial. It's so very weird. And then they're... Very sleep no more. Very sleep no more. I loved it. But then they're walking around the school, looking for the chalices? Like, we don't really know... I mean, I guess they should play the game. But, yeah, I guess. But they're not... They don't find anything. I would love, like, one episode that fully teaches you how to play the game. Oh, well, mm. go back on our podcast and oh listen to the real Griffins and Gargoyles. Oh, oh no, the Dungeons and Dragons, though. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. well yes. But, the like, same thing. I want, like, a gargoyle, a Griffin and Gargoyle, like, walkthrough. I would love that. Like, an yeah. after yeah. episode. Just like yeah, like an after episode. Like, Dale yeah. Doily from the Dead explaining right. how to play. Right, exactly. Maybe we'll film that after. <laughs> after playing ourselves. After playing. You don't die. We do eventually get a curdling scream from Penelope Blossom, who ended up in a classroom with, uh, like, the projector screen down, and it was sort of like, gotcha, from the Gargoyle King, like, in Did blood. Did literally say that? Yeah. It said gotcha. <laughs> I, I made that up, but <laughs> no, it, it was something gotcha. like that, yeah. It literally said gotcha. Yeah. And, and they were, like, smart enough to be like, oh, so this was a trick. Why would they want us here? Oh, my God, it must be our kids who we left alone. Meanwhile, we cut to all the teenagers in Riverdale Having who know that, like, like, their parents were all like, I'm going out for date night. And, you know, they texted each other, like, my mom's gone tonight. And, like, they're all just having sex. Someone at work called it a sex mashup. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> like a sex montage. It literally was, though. Every single person was having sex, except for Archie and Josie, who are in the middle of rehearsal. But everybody else is getting mm-hmm. busy. That was crazy. It's like, what a town. What a town. What a town. And I'm obsessed with, like, their phones all ring at the same time, and they all answer. Me too. Like, oh, it's my mom. It's my dad. Yeah. Like, Except for Kevin Keller. Yes. Who is who does not pick up. in the bunker. Uh, let's cut back to another iconic Cheryl line. Oh, my God. When, when Moose is like, I finally came out. And, you know, they, they make up for Cheryl outing him. He goes, I came out. Like, I think tonight's the night we're going to do it. And uh, he goes, yeah, he's taking me to some, like, secret bunker. Which I'd be into. But then he, Cheryl goes, you better bring clean sheets. A lot of people have had sex on that cot. That was so good. I love her one-liners. I live for Cheryl's one-liners. Yeah. I think she's like my favorite character. She's the best. 100%. But also so, obsessed with the sex bunker. <laughs> They're my two favorites. Yeah. I would, I would totally frequent a sex bunker. You walk in uh, and <laughs> Kevin, I almost said Casey. He lit, he lit all the candles. He had them all so ready. Nice. There yeah. was a pops bag. <laughs> was that was the confusing thing to me of like, I, t- I tow the line. Like, <laughs> like Alice Murphy and Bright Star. Uh-huh. That's all I'll ever do around here. Tow the line. Um, because the food must have gotten cold while they were having sex. But also with gay sex, like, I don't know if I would have had a full pots meal before, like, going in for the first time. Uh, no, I probably... Well, even I, me, like, when I, like, you know, on dates, like, I would hate eating, like, big meals with guys, because, like, then you just feel, like, full and gross, and you're not going to want to, like, get crazy in the sex no, bunker. 
after that. Yeah. We didn't really answer, which we famously asked Casey Cott when he appeared on Riverdish, uh, if Kevin Keller was a top or bottom. We Casey, never, <laughs> never did. Casey revealed that he believed Kevin Keller would be verse. <laughs> he asked if that was a thing, to which we said yes. So we don't know which way they went. I'm I don't, don't know. Brittany, what do you think? Oh, he's a, a oh, he's a bottom. I think he's a bottom. Ryan just sips his wine from his chair. <laughs> no, I kind of think he's a bottom too, but like, I don't know if Moose would be a top. Right? A mo- no. You know what Moose, I mean? No, Moose Like, I top. feel like, you do. You think Especially being like freshly out. I think yeah, you'd no, be he'd scared be, like, to like put excited. anything out there, but Kevin's like, Kevin's seen the world. <laughs> you know, you might be right. He knows the joys, the prostate. He went to the woods. Oh my God, I might need to cut that out. (laughs) 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 Please don't cut that out. Side note, we when Casey came on the pod the next day, every like gay publication, like Out Magazine, Gay Times, like Uh UK, like headlines of like. Casey Cott explores whether or not Kevin Keller is the top or oh bottom. Oh my like, god! <laughs> I'm dead! That's amazing! No press is bad press. Literally no press is bad press. I'm obsessed. That's amazing. But yeah, also I, I was, was I gotta say, I was so convinced that Moose was gonna die in this episode. Oh, I thought he was gonna die too. I thought so too. And that, that's also because we know Cody Kirchley, the actor who plays Moose, is gonna be a series regular on an upcoming Netflix show. Daybreak. Daybreak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And also, Cody. That's perfect. I stalk your stories, and you look so good right now. Your body oh, is nice. Yeah. And I want to lick you. <laughs> Speaking of while we're on it, uh, next week there's not a new episode of Riverdale, but we are going to be dropping our exclusive interview with actor Cody Kearsley. Yeah. Because you guys have to listen to, we like, spoke over donuts, which he brought to our Airbnb in Vancouver. Airbnb. Um, so anyway, look forward to that. Back to you. Yeah, so I was convinced he was going to die. And, you know, while we have the parents freaking out, we have Kevin and Moose, Coos, as you all say. They don't answer the phone. And then we have a full-on raid in the bunker. Again. And we have all these gargoyle people running in, and they take them to the woods. I'm just so shocked by how many gargoyle costumes exist in Riverdale. That's the shocking thing. It's an intricate costume. It's like an intricate costume and so many people are wearing it. Yes. Like, we're getting so many fake barfoil things. So many fake things and also like, how could you not notice like all these people in Riverdale buying like paper mache and all these tools? It's shocking. Shocking. And it's like, we were talking before, we were a little mad that they keep doing this trope like they did last season with the black hood. Yeah, yeah, with like the fake black hood. Yes. Yeah. And now it's like it's been three people now who are the gargoyle king. And- but I think I think the one difference between that is like the black. I think there were multiple black hoods, but I think this is these are sincerely like this is just my opinion. I guess these are sincerely fake gargoyle things. Yeah, it's just people trying. Mm-hmm. To it's like- just like people using it as an excuse to like get their kids to do what they want them to do. Or yeah. whatever. Well, Get and we learn that, well, yeah. it's a whole crazy scene. We think it's the real Gargoyle uh-huh. King. Kevin. Oh, I love Kevin. Kevin offers to drink the chalice first to die. Very romantic. So, <laughs> I honestly, I, I almost cried. I really almost cried. I didn't. But I almost did. And that's huge. But then we see, like, once again, Cheryl... Saves the day with her bow and arrow. Love when Cheryl saves the day with her bow and arrow. Because that's normal. 
And all the parents come, and we learn that this fake gargoyle king, the Fargoyle king, as you just said, is, <laughs> is not Colonel Mason. It's Major Mason. It's Major Mason. And then... Yeah, and all the gang was the RROTC members. Yeah. We, like, roped in to go in. Um, and, I, and I guess Major Mason, like, he just was upset of other people's happiness. Well, yeah, because then we go into this backstory. Maybe yeah. envious. Yeah. We go back in time and we see... Um, I wanted a flashback and I got a flashback. So that was yeah. cool. You thought it coming? Yeah, I thought it coming. It was unexpected for me, but I liked it. I liked it. Um, but we learned that, of course, it wasn't Sierra he was after. It was Tom. It was Tom. It was amazing. I love yeah. it. And we learned that he had like deep-rooted, like, long whatever feelings for a young Tom Keller. His dad and his parents sent him to the sisters. Mm-hmm. That's when he first encountered the Gargoyle King, so on and so forth. And now, seeing Tom and Sierra getting married and seeing Kevin, that looks like a young Tom. He looks yeah. just like him. And to have his son fall in love with that same young Tom and be it's living this out and proud validated. life. Yeah. It's validated. It is validated. It really is. To an extent. I guess to an extent. Yeah. Well, what's <laughs> his mom like? Yeah, where, what is the mom like? Where is the mom? Did the mom just, like, let him do this to his son? I, I assume they're I've never seen the mom. Yeah, but same with Kevin's mom. That's true. That's true. Maybe yeah. they're together. And same with Josie's yeah. dad. We know Josie's dad. Yeah, Josie's dad. He's like yeah. a jazz yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 of course, of course, of course. So anyway, um, this is Cody's exit. We get a gorgeous scene oh yet again. Oh, my God. That I almost cried. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, they say goodbye. We learned Moose's real name. Mama Duke. <laughs> Guys, my dog's name is Moose, and I told Brian that Moose's real name is Marmaduke, and he believed me for like two full minutes. I didn't realize like Moose was short for Marmaduke. I don't think anyone did. Yeah. <laughs> but the more you know. But it's but, understanding that like Moose has to has to leave town. I guess if my dad like posed as a killer, as a killer, and tried pretend to, to kill. Yes, and conven- yeah. conveniently the daybreak schedule doesn't really line up with the Riddell shooting schedule. Part of me, part of me also thinks like I would love if like they keep like exiling these people to Greendale. Wouldn't you love if like Sabrina like they just pop up sometimes? I would love that. I'd love it too. No, it'd be amazing. It'd be great. And like you never know with this world, spookier things have happened. Yeah. Definitely spookier things have happened. Yeah. But shout good. out to Casey Cott who did a fabulous job in this episode, especially that last so, scene. I was so I know. proud. It's like I was really emotional. I think he did really good acting work and that training at Carnegie Mellon. Really Come on, Carnegie Mellon. And BU. Yeah. And Cleveland. <laughs> but it all started with you. It started with me. Don't ever forget it. It really yeah. did. Oh my God, he looked like a little angel though. In that he was shot. so good. So good. He was so, so good. I really, I felt things I didn't know I could feel. Yeah. I really did. No, me too. We should also mention there was another storyline. Um, Veronica and Reggie. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Gorgeous. I can't look at anything other than his jawline. It's like, does anything else exist? How do you think Ross Butler feels? Bad. I know. Like, I think about that constantly. Ross Butler, the original Reggie, like, getting in this hot, hot, like, sexy thing that's glowing up now, like, I don't know. And, like, Ross Butler's involved like, a Courtney Love scandal. Like, no, <laughs> they talk, that's the only real scandal, actually, they talk about on the CBS really? episode. I gotta listen now. Yeah. But I think about Ross Butler a lot. I don't know why. Do you watch 13 Reasons Why? I do. It's very he sad. made the wrong choice. He made the wrong choice. 
Anyway, so uh, Veronica and Reggie have to get the money back for um for all the fizzle rocks. Yeah, all the fizzle rocks. Yes. Uh, Hermione is like, we have our investor Uh owner, whoever's like thrown in all the money. They're like that. This person's coming to town. They're ruthless. They will like kill. Uh You got to find this money somehow. Uh, So Veronica and Reggie are brainstorming. Reggie comes up with this idea. He goes, my dad's car dealership has all this money. Which I'm also like, why would a car dealership have that much <laughs> What is a front? They're all fronts. Like, how do you like? Everything a front. Like, everything. Everything is. Like, what dealership has cash? Like, who pays for a car in cash? Anywho, Reggie and he Dad. also goes, "There's only a guard at night, so there'll be no guard during the daytime." But like, why? They're no idea. Expensive cars. Yeah. yeah. Also, another confusing thing that. Have we ever learned about Reggie's dad beating him up? No. Like Wait, that maybe came... there was one. No, no, we did that. I don't know. I don't remember I don't it. And that came out of left field, but it made it seem justified that Veronica would be like, yeah, let's steal the money. Because at first, naturally, she was like, no, we can't do that. And then he and goes, like, my dad no, I can do this. Like, yeah, it'll make it worth it. Like, prove my dad who, like, beats me up every night. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Wait, I'm also sorry, but, like, reflecting back on that, like, second ascension I'd seen, like, his dad is like a meek, not that <laughs> tall Asian actor. Like Melton would crush the dad. <laughs> Melton would he shrink. Melton would kill him. Like he that's would wild to me. Kill him. That's wild, but okay. Anyway, so they go to the dealership. He Veronica's... could be Ross Butler's dad, though. This guy. Yes, yeah. he could be Ross Butler's dad. And then they cast yeah, yeah. Melton. So that's uh, on them. Veronica's in the car waiting with this like gorgeous like bandana on. She I looked know. amazing. Her buff. Reading her book. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear gunshots. It turns out, shocker, there was a guard during the day. Uh, but uh, Reggie still has the money. They get in the car. They zoom away. Again, confusing. Like, I mean, that car was like all over the road. Like, someone would have called the cops. Um, but there's only one cop. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Who even is the cop right now? Oh, FP. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and FP was occupied. So so they get the money back to La Bonne Nuit. They open it up. It turns out there's an ink bomb in it, which I also, I'll be honest, I didn't know that was a thing. Me either. I guess it makes sense. It did Google how to make one. Really? After the episode. No, I don't blame you. It doesn't seem that difficult. But it seems messy. It's, it's messy, yes. Yeah, but they know that this person's still coming to town. This person arrives to get out of the car. Who is it? But... Gladys Jones, Gina Gershon is back, baby. I'm obsessed. And her heels, ugh, her heels, her pants, her little mole. Like, oh my god, I couldn't. The the jacket, the jacket. She is is badass. I loved it. And she basically asks them to launder money for her until they can pay her her back in full. And she knows what's up. I, I, I don't think anyone on Riverdale gets what Riverdale is more than Gina Gershon. I completely agree with that. Yes. She's incredible. She's amazing. I have no words. She eats the camp right up, is playing into it. She, she totally does. She she's knows perfect. what she's on. She's perfect. It was perfectly cast. Well done, David Rappaport. Well done, David Rappaport. So yeah, so basically, we fast forward to the end. They're helping her out. And FP, and not FP, Gina Gershon and JB, the Jelly Bean. Yeah. They decide they're going to live with FP for a little bit and jug. 
Yeah, she goes to Jellybean. We move to the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So they're in cahoots. We know they're taking advantage of FP and Jughead. Uh, yeah. Which is sad to see I know, it's them really being sad. like, taking advantage I know, but I Jellybean love an evil so bitch young. and her daughter. Jellybean's like five. She's giving me <laughs> Teddy Humphrey vibes. Oh my god, you think she's, she's gonna be the next Jenny Humphrey. Like, first season she's on, she's gonna be like really innocent looking. Next season, we're gonna see her with bleach blonde hair, a lot of eyeliner. 100%. It's, I'm here for like it. Like, sleeping honestly. with like sweet pea. No, 100% <laughs> sleeping with eyeliner. Yes! Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I can't wait this. No, I'm here for Jamie. What do you think um, Gladys and Jellybean are up to? Like, what's their end game? I've not, you know, I, I've stopped trying to guess with this show. Me too. I, I mean, have, like, it probably I, deals with money. I think it's money. I think There's the farm hasn't happened yet. The farm has to I know. Be, I'm ready for the farm to happen. Something big is going to connect to yeah. the farm. Yeah. And it could be Gladys. It could be the Gargoyle King. It could be everything now. But I think something huge is going to connect. And it has to be soon. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm excited to have Gladys on the show. Mostly excited to have Gina Gershon. Uh, before we wrap up, I should also throw out, uh, we got introduced to a new gang, the Pretty Poison. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> because Tony was missing the gang. Cheryl was so sweet. She said, I'll find you a new girl gang. It's a good gift to push pressure on me for my Valentine's Day gift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should change their name. The Pretty Poisons. The Peepees. The Peepees. <laughs> it, it's not great. And they all have, like, bouffants and, like, huge lips. And I just, I don't get it. But I also like wish I was like. No, I wish I was definitely one of them. <laughs> Me too. But what do we I'm think like, this gang is gonna like become a prominent gang in Riverdale? Like, I don't know. I don't know. There was that one actress with like a featured line, which makes yeah. me think that like maybe, maybe we'll see more of her. Maybe, but yeah. maybe not. Brittany, I want to ask you. We know they're doing Heather's this year, but what other musical would you die for Riverdale High to do? I was actually just thinking about this, and this is such a weird choice, but I would want them to do Bad Boy. Ooh. Oh, that'd be great. Who would you cast as Bad Boy and the girl? I mean, I'd probably have... I'd probably have Veronica be the girl, and then Shelly, and then... I don't know if I would have the Bad Boy. Casey. Casey. I know I was thinking Casey, but it's probably not Casey. Honestly, Jughead should probably be Bad Boy. Jughead is Bad Boy. I was in Bad Boy with Clay Todd. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. He was the boyfriend. I was. Oh my god. I was one of the female farmers who were played a male farmer. <laughs> I cannot deal with this. Theater passed with the theater passed with the cops. It makes but so I much sense. I think I'd want them to do Bat Boy because it's like the same vibe, kind of as like Heather's and yes. Carrie a little bit. Well, I'm here for it. And then last question: Who do you think the Gargoyle King is? I truly think it has to do with the farm. Yeah. I really do. I don't know who Edgar is, but I think it has to all tie in together. Because as an agency girl like, like me, you know that they cast someone. No, they must have They did. Him. I saw the breakdown go out. Um, oh, as Edgar. Yes. Oh, I don't yeah. even remember So that. he's comedy, guys. I work in comedy, so I hardly <laughs> pay attention to those breakdowns. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And also, I don't <laughs> like spoilers. So, like, yes. I really try not to. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. We'll get those things. But Hopefully we'll your clients aren't listening. They're no. like, I could have been the perfect like, Edgar. Gargoyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and before we wrap up, we just need to mention Archie and Josie. Because oh my at God. the end, we have a new <laughs> a wild party. We have a new ship here. Again, yes, to the score of Michael Tomlin Keats' The Wild Party. And he asks her, he says, Can I kiss you? Because consent is sexy. Yeah, now. Can, I love a good consent moment. Me too. Consent. Bumble ad, consent. 
<laughs> we have everything in 2019. We have everything. But I kind of love them together. I'm I'm only 50-50 about really? it. Really? I like I it. I am too. Yeah. I like it. It's not going to last. Josie no, deserves better. Katie Keen. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Archie's just like going downhill and Josie, he can't like keep Josie down there with him. It is the no. Gossip Girl thing though where he's like when they're going to sleep with every girl on the cast. By, like, Literally. Next season. No, by next season everyone's going to be matched up. Yes. Even the ones that you don't even think matched up. I'm just waiting for the Archie Betty romance to start. No, like, it's going to be yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But I, I, it was sweet and anyone who kisses me after belting the wild party with me. I'm here for it. So. Yeah. How did he know the chords? The musical chords? He knew everything. Oh, he studied. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> Josie goes, you gotta listen to Tony Collette <laughs> sing this song. It's so good. I was dying. Well, well, Brittany, where can we follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at theperlmutter. P as in Peter. E-R-L. M as in Mary. U. T as in Thomas. E-R. And I think that's the BP712. I think it's on Twitter, but I don't use it that much. So yes, yes. follow me, Sam Gold You can follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. You can follow our podcast at Riverdish, and you can follow our Instagram at Riverdish Pod. And make sure to pre-order the book. Yes, Riverdish: The Unauthorized Case Files of Riverdale available now on Amazon. Everywhere books are sold. Uh, we have a little bit, you know, we have a little hiatus here, which is. Sad to learn at the end of this episode. I know. Uh, but again, we're going to come at you next week with an exclusive interview with Cody Kearsley. We're going to give you a week to rest after that. And uh, we'll see you soon. Until then. Bye. Where do we belong? Riverdale.